More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup and information overload. Our toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to join us, be a part of the program. Uh, I, I, I think this might have been Matt Gates, congressman from Florida's finest day on the House Judiciary Committee. And he's had many great days there. Uh, one of the great interrogators on that committee and uh, with these hearings going on with Director Ray today. Uh, I want to play some of these exchanges with Matt Gates, and then he will join us in just a minute. You know, at one point he asked Ray if he's protecting the Bidens after reading Hunter's WhatsApp message, because that message couldn't be any more clear. It's like the Corleone family. Uh, sounds like a shakedown. Less than a week later, oh, magically $5 million shows up in the Biden family coffers, uh, which is pretty amazing. Let me play that. The American people need to understand what just happened. My call, my Democrat colleague just asked the director of the FBI whether or not they are buying information about our fellow Americans. And the answer is, well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. Sounds really complicated. But I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. Well, you, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not has que- no oh, interest in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Pretty amazing exchange. Then Matt goes into the, the issue, and, and Ray doesn't answer how many illegal FISA searches have happened under his watch. That would be something we need to know, considering James Comey, knowingly but we know he knew because in early october he tried to offer a million dollars to christopher Steele on the dirty dossier to corroborate any part of it a million dollars is a lot of money but of course he couldn't corroborate it 
Anyway, so uh, under questioning by Matt Gates, Ray does not answer how many illegal searches happened under his watch. And then Gates grills Ray, grills Ray over whether he perjured himself over FISA being used in the January 6th investigation, uh, then points out to Ray that his FBI has a lower approval rating than Hoover, whitewashing conduct of corrupt people. Let me play these. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the inspector general? Uh, I'm not... I'm not sure, actually, that's a, com a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. The internet will remind you of I that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. W would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems like you a number you should know. How many times the FBI is breaking the law under your watch, especially if it's like over a million to not know that number. And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches? Or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself. At the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add... Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in the January But it was. So you didn't... The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Just so the American people realize, the, the court has smacked you down, alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their, like, creepy personal snoop machine? There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and we're no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up but with don't you. But you don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history? People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respect. All right. Joining us now, the congressman from the great state of Florida, uh, Congressman Matt Gates uh, is with us. I, I, I honestly, and I'm not saying this because I've known you so long and and we're friends, but I think this might have been your finest day. Well, thanks for saying so, but there's a lot of work ahead. We laid bare the corruption, the political capture at the FBI, and the real harm to everyday Americans who are subject to higher crime rates because the FBI has decided to 
become the enforcement wing of the Democratic Party uh, rather than the vaulted law enforcement institution uh, that it was supposed to be. And, and Director Ray has had many years to clean this up. I know when he was first appointed, like anyone who's initially appointed, you and I wanted to... Yeah, by a, a, a recommended by Chris Christie. Right, right. I don't, I don't know that we're exactly going to be flipping through Chris Christie's Rolodex for the next Trump term. Uh, I think he brought us Christopher Ray and Rod Rosenstein, actually. Uh, but Ray couldn't answer the operative question about accountability, Sean, with more than a, a million illegal searches that the FBI did on creepy stuff like their ex-girlfriends and people that they knew. Uh, there's no one who's been held accountable. There's no one who's been fired. There's no one who's been who's seen a demotion, a reduction in pay. And what and what would happen to you? What would happen to me if we went before any judge, any court, and lied to the judge? Because James Comey himself signed three of the four FISA applications and the Russia hoax. At a minimum, there would be contempt and disbarment. Uh, and it could how about arrest? If you if you lie to a judge, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Well, contempt carries with it arrest powers, so that's certainly within the basket of possibilities. Uh, but the, the story, the official narrative from the FBI is that this is really all been six. We don't have to be worried about these things because they've been resolved. The reality is we, they were conducting 38 illegal queries an hour during the period of time they were investigated by the inspector general. And really brings a lot of their work into question. All right, so let me ask you, we don't, the Republicans don't have the power to do what really needs to be done here. The only real power that I see that you have, or Republicans have, is the power of the purse. And, and I'm not sure exactly how that would work, because, uh, like, for example, I don't, I don't think the FISA law is going to be renewed at the end of the year. I certainly hope that Republicans don't sign on to that. And I know people on the hard left, they're balking at reauthorization as well. But when it comes to the FBI and them getting out of their lane, or as is, was the case in 2016 with the FISA warrants, uh, and letting Hillary Clinton off the hook, even after de deleting 33,000 subpoenaed emails and, of course, having top-secret classified information that we know foreign entities were able to hack into, uh, but no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute, but Mar-a-Lago gets raided. You know, so it seems to me that the only power you have is the power of the purse. But we certainly need an FBI... We certainly need the ability to gather intel on foreign actors, bad foreign actors. Uh, does the Republican Party use the power of the purse and specify exactly what monies can be spent on what activities they're involved in, what investigations they're involved in, how they investigate the powers that, you know, limiting the power to keep doing what they've been doing and putting cinder blocks on the scales of presidential elections? There are two big fights coming up that will help us actualize the reforms that are needed. First is uh, the reauthorization of this spying authority. And I'm not so sure, Sean, that there uh, isn't a coalition to support reauthorization. I'm not a part of it. I'm leading an effort to block that reauthorization. Well, I'm supporting you. Keep going. But there are, you know, uh, my colleague Mike Turner of Ohio has said that we need to fully reauthorize. 702. So he's a Republican. So there, there is a battle there to be won. 
Then second, like you said, what we are willing to fund. We should claw back every dollar of the $325 million new FBI facility that they want larger than the Pentagon in the Washington, D.C. area. Keep in mind, they've got about 2% of the workforce. I'd claw back every penny, and they don't deserve a new building, and they don't deserve another seventh floor. That, that floor should be vacated. Yeah, it should be left with the rats crawling around the, the Hoover building. But the um, the other fight, I think, is the rule that allows us to zero out the salaries of the specific people who have violated the rights of our fellow Americans. We should zero out Christopher Ray's salary. He hasn't done the job, and the senior leadership there has really been pushing the politics. And you and I always make a note in these discussions that there are a lot of patriotic, brave FBI agents all over this country who do work to keep us safe, oftentimes their work is impaired by the senior leadership. And so we've got to really flip that agency uh, upside down and ensure that the true service mission is being met and that it's not a Washington, D.C.-oriented political mission. But in the budget, in the appropriations process, and in the surveillance authority renewals, we have two opportunities to do that in the coming weeks. And that's why we need folks to contact their representatives and encourage them to join me in this fight. All right, quick break. Right back. Uh, more with Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. 800-941-SEAN uh, is our number. Also, breaking news from John Solomon. We'll check in with him and Seamus Bruner uh, at the bottom of the half hour as we continue. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue now with Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who was amazing in the Judiciary Committee hearings today with Director Ray. Um, I will tell you that everybody I've been talking to is frustrated today, and that is Christopher uh, Ray. He dodged, he ducked, he weaved, he obfuscated, he did not want to answer questions. He hid behind the, well, it's an ongoing investigation line repeatedly throughout the day. Uh, which is standard operating procedure for for people like him. Uh, then I assume maybe he's going on vacation again like the last time, and I just assume that this is going to continue. Uh, where's the impetus short of that to make that happen? If they continue to block our access to evidence, particularly regarding the Biden crime family, then we will hold Ray in contempt, and you can have the House Marshal... I guess, go and obtain that which we demand the presentation of, whether it's Mr. Ray himself or, or documents. Uh, I, I sincerely believe that uh, the 
activities of the FBI have risen to such a level that perhaps the normal tools we've used in the past are insufficient. I mean, Sean, we tell these guys not to go spy on people, and they just do it anyway. So laws don't have their own fiat. There has to be an oversight function. The courts have failed to hold these people to account. And so now we must do that with the power of contempt, the power of the purse, the power of the subpoena, and, if necessary, the power of impeachment. What about Merrick Garland? Will your committee ever get him? Because the FBI and the DOJ, I mean, this really, your committee is looking into whether the FBI is politicized and weaponized and the DOJ is politicized and weaponized. I don't think we have equal justice, equal application of our laws currently in America. Am I wrong? Uh, there is a two-tier justice system in this country, and we laid that bare today. Merrick Garland will be appearing before the Judiciary Committee in the coming weeks, and we're going to have very serious questions about everything from the border to these special counsel investigations and the pursuit of Donald Trump. It's, it's just so un-American to say, we found the guy, now go find the crime, and that seems to be what, what Jack Smith is doing on a variety of fronts. And we also, I think, have a lot of questions uh, for Merrick Garland regarding the DOJ's prosecutorial discretion and how it was used or not used in the Hunter Biden matter. seems as though Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal, whereas, like, they were off trying to throw George Papadopoulos in jail uh, as a consequence of a, of a ruse, of a honeymoon. Um. Well, we appreciate you being with us, Matt Gates. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. I-25 right, to the top of the hour. Uh, we have more on the hearings today. Also, John Solomon uh, breaking a, a big story earlier uh, this morning uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, and I'll let him tell you in his own words because he's so good at uh, breaking news as he does. We'll get to that in a second. I want to remind you, support U.S.-funded resources. Uh, our friends at the Phoenix Capital Group are inviting you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic uh, corp energy corporate bonds. And at Phoenix Capital, they connect private investor principal with direct investments in domestic energy assets. So, in other words, your venture in these U.S.-backed equities, right now they're yielding 9 to 12% annual interest paid monthly, uh, clearly a vote of confidence in the American dream and their unwavering spirit to build our nation that built our nation. And to find out more, you can download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today. It's at phxonhannity.com. And investment in bonds, don't forget, has a certain amount of risk associated with it. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. And before you make any investment decision. Do your due diligence, carefully consider any and all risk involved, and learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% APY. Just download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today. It's at phxonhannity.com. Um, one of the things, one of the lies told by Christopher Ray today, who's grilled by Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana over the definition of disinformation and his answer was well the fbi doesn't moderate content okay then why were fbi agents meeting in the weeks leading up to the 2020 presidential election warning big tech companies that in fact they may be targeted for misinformation campaigns and we know from the missouri case and yoel roth who was the site integrity head at twitter at the time that the specific warnings were, well, it might be about uh, Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. 
Now, they knew that they the the Biden laptop was real. They had corroborated that in the spring of 2020. Uh, yeah, so they're telling these companies, oh, you may be a victim of misinformation and it may be about Hunter Biden. OK, they had the laptop since 2019. We even believe they had authenticated it before they even took possession of it in November of, of 2019. But that's neither here nor there in the spring in March of 2020. John Solomon broke this story. They absolutely authenticated it. They 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 said this is authentic. This is Hunter Biden's laptop. Then why were they warning these tech companies that eventually then censored that critical, important story in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election with these weekly meetings with big tech companies? Anyway, Christopher Ray grilled by Congressman Johnson. FBI doesn't moderate moderate content. He's lying. Can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. Can I answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of disinformation. We We need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign foreign disinformation, that is, foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts to <laughs> Mr. abuse Ray, our Mr. social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop phenomenon. you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. The court has found that, and Elvis Chan testified under oath in charge of this for you. He said 50 percent. He had a 50 percent success rate in having alleged election disinformation taken down or censored that that wasn't just for an adversary sir that was american citizens how do you answer for that well first off i'm not sure that's a correct characterization comes right out of the opinion you should read what i of, of his testimony but what i would say is the fbi is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor that is not what the court has found And in that case, he was referring to the July 4th ruling that came out of the Missouri case. Uh, I don't think that judge uh, released that ruling on the 4th of July by accident either. I think he was sending a message that the government has no business, meaning the FBI has no business at all whatsoever in moderating content and censoring pertinent information that the American people need in the lead up to an election. That's why we need Rand Paul's Freedom of Speech Act passed so that they will stop. This court ruling is having a huge impact because now the Biden administration has had to stop their planned meetings that have been ongoing with big tech companies. Anyway, joining us now, John Solomon, editor in chief, investigative reporter, justthenews.com. He broke news today. We'll tell you about in a second about Hunter Biden and why the Delaware prosecutor did not bring charges that his own office approved. Seamus Bruner joins us, author of the upcoming book, Compromised, How Money and Politics Drive FBI Corruption, uh, and also the director of research at the Government Accountability Institute. Anyway, thank you both for being here. Uh, Seamus, f- let's first respond to what Christopher Ray said there, because that's just an outright lie. Yeah, Sean, that's absolutely right. From what I've seen in this hearing, it appears to just be more of the same from Ray, more misdirection. Uh, but, you know, we've got major, major unanswered questions. And, uh, like, you brought it up. What, have, what has the FBI been doing for all these years as it relates to the Biden's corrupt dealings? They've known for years about the, the CEFC money. They had the laptop. And instead of investigating it, it looks like they've been covering it up. 
You know, John Solomon, you were a big, big part of this ensemble cast we built. And Sarah Carter, Greg Jarrett, there's way so many people I can't even begin. Catherine Herridge at the time was when she was with Fox. There was a bunch of us. And unlike the media mob that told lie after lie after lie, spread conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory, uh, perpetrating a nearly three-year hoax on the American people about Trump-Russia collusion that never happened, uh, leading to lying on FISA applications when they couldn't corroborate it. You know, now we have the FBI in this case now in, in 2020 putting their cinder blocks on the scales of, of another presidential election. But we were able to get to the bottom of, of all of this. And now we've got this 1023 form that the FBI didn't want to turn over, but had to, or else Ray would have faced contempt charges. Um, and you were able to find out in the case of the Hunter Biden why the Delaware prosecutor did not bring charges that his own office approved. Now, can you explain that to me? And on top of why we have six whistleblowers that will that will go on the record, two of which have already gone on the record, one of which you interviewed, and say that, in fact, uh, this guy, the prosecutor Weiss, in fact, told everybody he did not have the authority to go into other jurisdictions when it came to Hunter Biden. And meanwhile, your story points out today that the charges in his office were already approved. And why didn't he bring those charges? Yeah, listen, uh, uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss has staked out a very precarious position. It has a lot of people confused, not only the agency who used to work from in bringing this case, some people in the Justice Department confused by it, many members of Congress. Here's why. What he is saying is I was geographically limited from bringing the charges, but then I was told I could have the authority to bring the charges, so I, I could bring anything I wanted. I wasn't blocked in any way. That's fine. That's where his current uh, testimony stands in terms of his letters to Congress. The problem is his own records, the records from the case, the case agents file where they inter they put them together a memo saying this is what we all agreed to do. It shows that in early 2022, January, February 2022, the IRS agents shared the idea of what the case should be, what the prosecution be, and both a tax division lawyer someone in Washington in the tax expertise office of the Justice Department prosecution team and the top deputy to uh, David Weiss both signed off on a broad indictment, an indictment that would charge uh, Hunter Biden with uh, tax evasion, felony tax evasion, going back to 2014 and including the money he got from Burisma. Remember, we were told there was no there there in Burisma a long time ago. We now know there was a big there. That, that was approved and put on the track, and then it was stopped. And David Weiss has not explained to anyone's satisfaction why, if he had the authority to bring the charges, he didn't bring the case that his own office approved. And I think that's why you see today Kevin McCarthy on Fox News writing a very poignant op-ed saying, I smell a cover-up. The, the way David Weiss is answering this is contradictory. He had the authority, and he didn't bring the case that his own people said he should bring. He can't answer why. So this is an IRS document from early 22 yep. that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss's office signed off on to bring felony tax evasion charges against Hunter Biden. This stretched back to 2014. Now, a lot of the statute of limitations on these years are, have passed, John, since this point. Um, and these whistleblowers are saying that they believe that this was slow walked on purpose for that reason. What's your thoughts? 
Listen, we know the retolling agreements. Tolling agreements are an agreement between the defense team and the prosecutors to keep extending uh, the statute of limitations so they can talk and negotiate and try to come up to the best possible deal for all sides. Uh, somewhere in that October, November time frame, according to the testimony of multiple IRS agents, now at least two of them, the, the, the tolling agreements, which had been uh, assigned many times, extended forward, suddenly were allowed to disappear right after uh, David Weiss told his team, I couldn't get the U.S. attorneys in Washington and Los Angeles, Biden appointees, by the way, I couldn't get them to bring the charges. Why? It's, it's almost unheard of that a tolling agreement would be allowed to expire when there was a recommended active case and suggested charges to go forward. These are the questions that Congress is going to have to pin uh, Weiss down. They're gonna, there's going to be the rope of dope. Uh, the Justice Department's going to try to slow this down, hide behind different uh, the cases ongoing. We've got other things. We're too busy. We have to get these answers because I think Kevin McCarthy is saying it right. Right now, this smells like a big cover-up. You know, Seamus, is, uh, I was watching the hearings today uh, and talking to people that I know about this. Everybody had the same feeling I had, and that was frustration. You know, we can't, I'm not allowed to comment on an ongoing investigation uh, or just outright lies like the one we just played that the FBI doesn't moderate content. Uh but we now have had two presidential elections in a row where the FBI was up to their eyeballs. Uh, again, I'll reiterate, in early October of 2016, the FBI sent agents to meet with Christopher Steele, offered him a million plus dollars if he could corroborate any part of his own dossier. He could not. And by the end of October, it became the bulk of information of what became not one FISA application, but four FISA applications, three of which were signed by the FBI director. But the FBI director knew damn well that that was not corroborated and the top of a FISA warrant says verified. You know, then in 2020, the, the, the case of, oh, we're going to pre-bunk the Hunter Biden laptop story that John Solomon corroborated and reported on first that they had already verified and authenticated in the spring of 2020. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out here, and, and your book goes to the part of the heart of this, how money and politics drive FBI cor corruption. Um, I don't know how to fix what was once the world's premier law enforcement agency anymore. Yeah, Sean, you're exactly right. There's a lot of frustration. I mean, a, a recent Rasmussen Reports poll found that 80% of GOP voters think that the FBI is politically weaponized. 80% of GOP voters. Four out of five GOP voters expect cheating in 2024, and they expect the FBI will be behind it. That is a huge problem. Nothing that Christopher Ray said today uh, assuages any of those concerns. And, you know, like you said, the past two elections have had center blocks on the scales of justice. How, how can we trust that 2024 is going to be fair? And I think Christopher Ray has a lot of work to do if he wants to regain that, that credibility uh, that it once had. Well, let's get your take, John Solomon. Uh, I know that, you know, the one weapon or one point of leverage that House Republicans have is the power of the purse. And I guess they would have to go line by line and and specifically identify what the role of the FBI can and cannot be. Not that I trust that they would would abide by it. Well, listen, I think there's a broader question that comes out of today's hearing, which is you have an FBI director that just testified to something that we know not to be true. 
it's very important for those. I, I spent a lot of time in the Elvis Chan testimony. He specifically talks about a censorship operation. And here is the most important thing he said. When censorship requests came in, they would go to the FBI headquarters. They would go to where Chris Ray works, FBI headquarters in Washington, and they would give their stamp of approval before Elvis Chan himself would then go to the uh, social media companies and say, please take this post down. It violates your your toast. And, and then Chan is very specific about how often it, uh, they were able to do it. He said, I would not say it was 100% success rate. If I had to characterize it, I would say like 50% sex rate, success rate. 50% of the time when the FBI asked social media to take a post down, they did it according to Chris Ray's own testimony. Beyond deciding budgets and other things, there's a real question about Chris Ray's honesty to uh, the uh, Congress today. They did censor. They did mitigate opinions. He, what he said today is directly contradicted by his own evidence. Unbelievable. Uh, I can't thank you both enough uh, for what you're saying. And and uh, keep up the good work, John Solomon and Seamus Bruner. Thank you so much for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. Hey, if you own a gun, you know how important it is to keep it safe, to keep it secure, but not all gun safes are created equal. Many, sadly, are easy to break into, believe it or not. Others are, frankly, overpriced, ugly, hard to access. I love my antique safe. I love the easy accessibility of it. Uh, and it is uh, the best safe I've ever had. Anyway, that's why you need a safe by Rhino Meadows. They have a wide range of the best-performing, the best-looking safes for everybody's need, everybody's budget. And best of all, right now, Rhino Meadows, they're having a huge promotion, offering in-store rebates of up to 800 bucks and free curbside delivery for online orders, which you definitely want. These are the best gun safes on the market. I love mine. Linda loves hers. Look, don't miss your chance for this huge savings. And the best way to protect your firearms and your valuables in a Rhino's Metal Safe. It's backed by the industry's best warranty. They have the best customer service. Veteran-owned company since 1995. Go to their website, rhinosafeoneword.com. Rhino spelled like the animal. R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E dot com. That's rhinosafe dot com. Go there today. Are you ready to get out of the media spin room? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Sean Hannity Show. That's going to wrap things up for us today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. We hope you'll set your DVR. Never miss an episode. Uh, but we're loaded up, and we have on the program uh, an investigative report from John Solomon. He'll check in with us tonight. Also, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Governor Christy Nome, Governor Yunkin tonight. Uh, all of that live audience show. If you want to sign up, Hannity.com. Free tickets tonight, tomorrow. We have uh, studio audience shows uh, we'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 